All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a post-game episode of the Bear Necessities podcast. Let's skip the intro. Wow. Can't get much worse than this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd uh, you'd certainly hope that that's rock bottom, right? Um, it's That was a tough one, and, and it really was tough to watch on, on all levels, um, and especially just to see a lot of what we talked about as far as what they needed to do to slow down the chiefs seemed to go right out the window. Um, it was clear that he was going to Mahomes was going to get early, um, and get it, the ball to Kelsey often. So go figure there, let the backs beat him. They didn't let the wide receivers didn't have to let the wide receivers do too much of the work. Um, and offensively it, it's just been more of the, I think it's bad play calling. Um, the play flow sucks <laughs> and it's just, they can't string together, you know, positive plays consistently you, you get one good play and you follow it up with just duds and then next thing you know third down don't convert off the field lots of it is um execution of course but i i really think that it's just we have a critical flaw in this team and it's it's the coaching staff and like yeah. it's okay again there was a lot of explanations and reasoning for last year why there were the issues occurring this year, all those issues are gone, but the same, all those, sorry, all those concerns are gone, but all the issues remain. Um, it's getting to the point where it is actually painful to watch. Like we are recording this currently as there's still about a minute left in the third quarter. And apparently the <laughs> bears are about to score because Jack Sanborn had an interception. I'm not watching because at this point, the game is 41 to zero. I mean, as a, as someone that... <sighs> I cannot express how painful watching this team can be at times. Um, I am very fortunate to be a fan of USC, who this this past <laughs> weekend maybe didn't have our best performance, but overall, everything just looks majestic every time we hit the field. Well, this team... Let, let college football get through it. Get you through I, it. I know. I thank <laughs> God, man, because if I was still watching Clay Helton, <laughs> this team, I don't know what would happen, man. I'd be in a dark place. Um but what I what I can say, oh great, Bears are on fourth down. Maybe they'll kick a field goal to prevent the the blowout. Um, right. But what I what I can say is this is a team that came into the season. Fields had some of the best um, the best odds for winning MVP. Has a top one hundred year last year. Um, bring in DJ Moore. A lot of money spent on the defense. The team is in good cap space. And it, they just put together the least inspiring three games that I think you could have ever imagined. Like, thinking about the offseason, even thinking like worst case scenario where we'd be at this point, this is below that. This is even worse than the worst case scenario. <laughs> um, it's almost Somehow. impossible to imagine that this is where we're at. It's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I think like certainly. I know that you had texted me. You're like, how do you walk into hell's hall tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, if you are the coaching staff for this team, I don't expect the Bears to do it. Um, but it's like it wouldn't be completely shocking to watch them get fired. Maybe in a different organization, especially after getting spanked like this, um, you know, to see at least some kind of change because the performances have been brutal. Um, and I think that, the words around it as far as, you know, the team's going to come together, um, you know, we're improving. 
that, that just definitely doesn't seem to be the case. And they are getting kind of unhealthy too. Like oh, yeah. the defense got injured real quick in this game. So that doesn't help, but Oh man. And I know Tremaine Edmonds mm-hmm. was walking off when I was pulling up this recording. Um, so it, it's just going from bad to completely worse to, to like the worst. Um, and man, next week is like the Super Bowl. I mean, this is Broncos Bears. That is going to be an unbelievable matchup. We're talking about the team that just got hung 70 on and the Bears are currently a work in progress right here. But 34 to nothing uh to end the half is it's an ass whooping. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. It it's un- incomprehensible, you know? And like this is when you get beat this bad. I mean, we can talk about the talent on the team whatever, but like it's very rare to see teams beat this bad that actually have some sort of competent coaching staff around around the team. Um, I just I really feel like we've already hit that era of Matt Nagy where you're just like we know like it's completely flawed, and I'm talking like late 2019 Bears or 2020 Bears where you're just like we know this is flawed. Let's hope for the best um but at least with now at least like i mean i guess if you want to look at the bright side the bears are in a pretty good cap position and pretty good you know have a decent amount of young talent for a team that's losing this much so like you hope that parts of the roster can be salvageable unlike when it was like kind of the naggy era where you're like i don't know what we're gonna do with this thing and we're trading our first round picks we got nothing so i guess that's the bright side but i mean i just it would seem nearly impossible for a team to come back together regroup and put together a somewhat good season after the way these first three weeks have gone we're going to play the Dolph or uh, the broncos next week and again as you're saying this is going to be our super bowl and we're going to almost certainly lose it uh to a team that just <laughs> lost 70 to 20 and part of those 20 points was a kickoff return touchdown so um it's yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I mean, we have to yeah. be the odds on favorite to have the first overall pick this year. By the way, both the Panthers and the Bears. I think we're going to lose that Panthers game, to be completely honest, which is not something I was expecting to say going into that week. Yeah, well, that one. Yeah, it's uh, that one's also that's going to be a little bit later in the season, the Super Bowl. <laughs> um but I actually I kind of like what kind of reference one of the things that Greg Olson said on the game broadcast. And I think it's it's a good point to put out there because it, it generally tends to be true and has played true in recent years and really ever since the 2000s that what a team needs is consistency at the coaching level and consistency at quarterback. And I think, you know, when you listen to that, you're like something's got to change because they're just banging their head up against the wall. Like, obviously, it's not working with this quarterback and the coaching staff together. So either one's got to change or the other, you know, and I think you obviously have to go with the coaching staff because they've shown really no winning kind of behavior. And it's just, I think you look at Matt Eberflus and it's like you as a first time head coach do not have the ability to pick up a team from this rut with what's going on. And it's just not going to get better. And his staff is letting him down. Um, and it, right now, as bad as it seems to say, and I, you know, at the same time, like this is life and you don't want to call for people to lose their jobs, but he does not seem fit to be a head coach in the NFL um, with how it's currently looking. 
um, and with how it has looked over, you know, what this is the, his twenty his twentieth game as coach. Yeah. So he's going to be three and seventeen. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, three and three and seventeen, and what are we? 13 14 games how what's the losing streak third this will be the 13th this is the 13th so so we have four games and two of them so one of them is against a team that just had 70 points hung on them today and then the other team their starting quarterback just threw four interceptions today and i i don't i don't know like i don't I don't know if we're going to win either of those games, which is just insane to say. And with the talent of Justin Fields too, like this is just so inexcusable. I don't know where Justin Fields will go from here to be completely honest. Like he might just be out of the NFL to be like, who knows, who knows at this point where Justin Fields will be come next year. But what I can say is that Justin Fields when he came into this organization and when he even when he was coming into year two he had plenty of talent that could have been maximized in order to put together a a really competent NFL quarterback there's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that are worse quarterbacks than Justin Fields Um, but it's the continual abuse that he has received from this organization that makes you question like even at least I know for a fact, if we maintain this coaching staff, even if we draft a new quarterback, it's not going to work out. And it's not. this is not a Justin Fields thing. This is a fundamental flaw in the system. The house is built on a broken foundation, and that foundation is named Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze. The Luke Getze's play calling, I know it was, we, we brought up a lot last year how it was oftentimes sus- suspect in key moments, critical moments. That's just been extrapolated over the entire game at this point. Whenever the yeah. Bears do anything to drop any sort of momentum, he hits them with the double the double run for three yards total. <laughs> I mean, it's love it's, it. it. It it is truly embarrassing, and I, it's it really sucks for. I'll even say Ryan Poles, who I guess I will defend right now because I do think that a GM's job is to surround a roster with talent, and um you know, get the right people in the organization. Obviously it seems like the right people won't be there. I, I do think it is, that is very, just a difficult task, but (laughs) the one thing I will come at Ryan Poles for is like, let's take, let's really think back. And this is where I almost am calling a little bit of BS that he picked this and maybe he picked from a series of options, but it just seems so weird that the youngest GM in the NFL when hired would have put together a uh, combination of head coaches to pick from that were Dan Quinn, Matty Refluse, and Jim Caldwell. I mean, that's just not a, uh, I mean, that is a losing formula that that is your collection of coaches. Um, I I think that truthfully, everyone right now, if I were, if I were uh, George McCaskey, I would, Clear house in terms of coaching staff. I would probably get rid of the quarterback, to be completely honest. And I'm saying this as I'm wearing a Justin Fields jersey, by the way. And I would probably still (laughs) maintain Ryan Poles because I think that he has... I'm willing to give him another chance. I'm willing to give him another chance. Yeah, I think you can leave it at that. I think there's certainly... Like, I know I talked to you about... You know, he talked about building through the trenches, and that doesn't really seem like that has come to fruition. Um, and that certainly hasn't at least looked the way 
that it came off. Like the trenches <laughs> on each side of the football still are, are far below average. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes just had all day. I mean, he had this was the perfect game for him because he could just wait and throw and uh, use his legs to generate some more time. The Bears really did the opposite of what they needed to do. The soft shell zone worked perfectly for him because he could just sit there and wait to dissect it. Um, Kelsey was breaking open. And you know what's just, you know what's crazy? I mean, the the wide receiver that and I even talking about Chase Claypool here, but the wide receiver that was part of the package for the first round pick. Today he's got one catch for three yards. Yeah. <laughs> and dropped a dropped a major pass too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been perfect on his end, but it's just how do you expect to win when you can't even have your playmakers make plays? Yeah. Yep. I, I, and, and, and that starts with Justin Fields. And I think Justin Fields absolutely like, and unfortunately he probably will be a casualty to this because if you do start with a new coaching staff, I think it's likely that you pair him with a new QB um, just because the bears are in a terrible cycle of that. As far as just having, uh, you know, QBs left over from a past regime. I do think I'm not going to come out here and just be like, you know, Fields was 100% ruined by the Bears, but it certainly looked, um, coming out of the draft, like there were weaknesses. Every quarterback coming out of the draft has flaws, and some of those flaws are still very much present. But the Bears did, it seems, almost everything in their power to hamper his development as a quarterback, and this current coaching staff is just not even letting him play his game. Um, And... Unfortunately, you know, as far as the optics of, you know, a lot of other people, it just looks like he's flat out failing. And I think that he is basically failing. But at the same time, the coaching staff is like suppressing um, like, you know, quality performance from him. They're just not letting him like they just never have really quite built the offense in sync with his play style is what it seems like. And. The defense is bad, too. I mean, it's just it's it's bad all over. And yes, you can kind of skim through, you know, the game to find positive individual performances, you know, along the way. But it's it's over a cloud of just just extreme negativity. And, you know, of course, we're still hearing more about the Allen Williams situation. It so much has come off the rails for this team so fast. Week three. And even if like. You know, let's say you do go out and beat the Broncos by by some miracle, as it would look right now. I mean, you know, you still got to go out there. Hopefully, you could put something, um, you know, together to get to two and three and beat the Commanders. But I have no faith for this team when it comes to you know divisional play against anyone. It, like I feel like this team could get smacked by the Lions. Oh, we, right oh, now. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we again. I don't I don't see a purpose at this point. I think the best scenario for the Bears is to lose as many games as possible. I and I hate to be at that stage already to to be completely honest, but like I this team is built on a broken foundation. It will never be like this coaching staff again, I would I would be shocked if they could put together a winning season ever. Like just to be completely honest, I mean this yeah. this offense has serious talent on it, and it it like all across the board from Justin Fields, who is considered one of the you know best high school recruits ever at and also like through college been a major winner, played at the highest level multiple times and showed a lot of success in those times. 
the fact you can't de design an offense around him is mind-blowing and it really sucks that this is the case yeah. what i can one thing that i will say also and i don't want to like well first let me say this and this is going to be a hard thing for bears fans to swallow this team would have been better with matt nagy as as its head coach today and throughout the beginning of the season this team would have been better with matt nagy at head coach which is such a low bar but it's true. It's it's just factual. Matt Nagy, I mean, there were some bad Bears losses, but I I can't really remember many um, as gruesome and horrible as this start of the season has been. Um, at least Matt Nagy could beat up on some of the divisional opponents and 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 beat up on bad teams. Like, sure, you didn't win the good games, but I mean, it it's to me, it's all. I'm already at the point where I can say that this coaching staff. It might have been the worst coaching staff assembled. And just, I mean, we could just look at the numbers on this. This might be the worst Bears coaching staff we've seen since. I mean, it's even hard to compare Tressman to this because Tressman won more. <laughs> this, this is this is seeming worse than Tressman, actually, because at least in Tressman's first season, he found some success. Um, I think, like you said, it, it's just a perfectly bad coaching staff and um it makes you rip your hair out when you see you know coaches that were in the same like candidate class doing yeah. extremely that well, they didn't you even know? interview you look at i mean it's like mike mcdaniel like you said it's all about the co right exactly it's just like it's about that like it's so unfortunate because it makes you think and of course it's all hypothetical so i mean you take this the grain of, grain of salt but you know how does justin fields look with mike mcdaniel as his head probably coach? pretty freaking good <laughs> Probably pretty good. Probably a lot different. It's a lot different of a situation. Um, man, I, I wish that the Bears coaching staff could be built like like that Dolphins coaching staff. <laughs> and and the more it, that I think about it too, Reese, I mean, th this was a staff, a, like they were doing coaching interviews before the GM was in the building with Bill Polian. Like, yeah. Oh, oh Let, yeah. Let's, That's where it started. Poorly. Let's think yeah, back but, to, to this and like maybe we didn't. I feel like for the most part, we're on top of the trend when it comes to calling players out, calling coaches out. And then people, for the most part, kind of get back, on, get on our side. But with this one, maybe maybe we were too easy on the, on this uh, ownership. I mean, this leadership staff had the only person with truly any football knowledge in the building when they made when they were interviewing these coaches was Bill Polian and Bill Polian had been out of the league for what 15 years when when he started doing this like that makes so much sense because you know who would have been great candidates 15 years ago Dan Quinn Matt Eberflus and Jim Caldwell I mean it's there the more I think about it the less likely I truly believe that Ryan Poles had as much say in hiring this coach as we probably would have thought I'm not saying that he I'm sure he was able to make the final decision per se, but when you're a new when you're a new GM and you're getting hired and the owners are like, "Here, we bought we brought in three people to pick from." Matt Eberflus is the obvious candidate out of those three. You know? Um I I just I think that unfortunately as time goes on, we ha we move more and more towards the side of this team might not be able to ever win no matter who is established in it. Because this ownership is so messed up. They do everything wrong. There's always coaches, coaching quarterbacks <laughs> that they inherited. And then it's always like, it, yeah. 
it just makes there's no a sense. reason why it's a cycle and it's because they actually are trying the same thing over and over and it's not working and like it, it's so much of like the same old you know bears but i mean what austin we're in our mid-20s when we were young we saw the the bears go to the to the <laughs> super bowl um but since lovey smith can you believe this team has had one winning season <laughs> i know 28 oh wait no no that's not right. no it is um, it is true one winning season no, not since Lovey Smith, though, because I thought Trustman had a winning season, too. Oh, actually, you might be right. I know it's in the past, like, 11 years we've had one winning season. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And 2018 being the only time when yeah. they went 12 and 4. We didn't but have that many losing a, seasons, though. <laughs> we right. went 8 and 8 a couple and, times. And I saw a graphic. It was like if the NFL records were like 162 games, like the MLB, and the Bears were in the bottom three, I believe, as far as record-wise. They were, I think, right at 100 losses. So it's like 62 wins and 100 losses. Um, unbelievable. I mean, it, it's it's tough to take. And, man, it's rough being a Bears fan. And that's why I really appreciate our listeners who continue tuning in because it's hard not to hear anything but just a lot of negativity. And, I think coming into this season, Austin, I really tried to make myself be as optimistic about this team as possible. And not okay, not like optimistic to the point where I was like, this team's gonna go far in the playoffs, but like still with a sense of realism, but just trying to stay like optimistic. Like, okay, like realistically we're not trying to do anything too crazy this year, but I feel like we can improve, you know, feel like Justin Fields is the guy, still have a little bit of faith in the coaching staff, and after three weeks, um, you know at least on the coaching staff part and many, many people piling on the Justin Fields part is that it's, it's over. It's broken already. And it's hard not to agree with that when the product on the field has been so bad. It's not only just to like their game beat 34 to nothing, but it's just like what, how many attempts, how many pass attempts did Justin Fields 11 through three quarters? Yeah. I mean, it's eleven. <laughs> it's it's asinine. And this the other thing. Like, I do want to say also this coaching staff mess up. Sure, Ryan Poles has put us in a good position when it comes to draft, having a lot of capital, especially if we get you know two really high first round picks this year. That's going to set us up pretty well. But there is still damage that's been done by this coaching staff i mean ruining a quarterback but mostly the other thing that i'll say is putting we spent a lot of money on this defense in the offseason for matt eberflus and adjusting you know trading roquan smith getting in tremaine Edmonds because he fit better Mm -hmm. we had custom built this defense luckily not the defensive line but for the most part custom built this defense from the dbs to the linebackers for matt eberflus and i mean if we're turn if we're turning over the coaching staff again, who's to say that we're gonna have a, a similar defensive mind? Well, if we switch back to uh, a three four, right? You know, yeah, we've invested exactly. significant money in players that are built for a four three, and it's not always the best idea to just get a guy. I mean, as we learned with Chuck Pagano, it's not always best to just get a guy that runs a similar system because you have the players there. You know, it's. Ooh. This team's going to F around and hire Brandon Staley, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> After he's available, dude. <laughs> there's, there's an offensive coach on the lines that I would really like. Um, yeah, we've heard. <laughs> yeah, and I think that we're officially at that point in the season. If 
I will say, and I don't want to belabor the point again, like this, this sucks. And I know you guys probably don't even like listening to this, but I mean, we're officially in the mode where we're starting to look at the draft and we're uh, looking at coaches. Could things change? Sure. Theoretically they could, but I'm at the point where I don't even necessarily wish that they do change. I'm at the point where I want this roster turned over again and I want it to be done by Ryan Poles. We sent out a warning after we fired Ryan Pace. You know, Ryan Pace was pretty bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, he made his mistakes. But we did also point out <laughs> that George <laughs> McCaskey is probably still going to be picking this GM and this head coach, and that's what happened. And, and look, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, basically, the, the whole part of the interviewing coaches before we even had a GM and like, you can kind of pause there. Yeah. Like looking back, you're like, Oh, that was a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why we probably didn't give that enough criticism at the time. Um, yeah, it, it's, you can't do that. Um, and <laughs> the, the, the tendency of, of always having the carryover quarterback and like that weird, like lag year before they switch over is, is bad too. Um, I'm with you, Austin. I mean, it's like I'm basically I'm 100% sold that this I, there's no other there's no probability that I'm not sold on this coaching. Like I am out on this coaching staff, and it, because really, and I think what it boils down to for me, and I think I said it on some of our podcasts earlier this year, when you're like thing as a coach is intensity, <laughs> playing fundamentally well in defense. And zero of those zero of those three things are done well. I'm done. Yeah. Like if you can't if you can't handle those, and I get that. Like last year was the roster was terrible on the defensive side of the ball, but all in all, this team, I can't even say that what they're doing at Hallis Hall throughout the week, they're doing really doing anything that matters because each week they show up the same flat, not looking ready to win team, and that's how it's been this year. So obviously training camp wasn't good because um, they weren't prepared. And obviously the practices they've been doing, the film review, everything from that as far as self-assessing and then scouting their team has been bad. And it's the same. They refuse to adjust, especially defensively too. Same soft zone. Patrick Mahomes picks it apart. You're going to see more of it all game. Um, yeah, I, I think that – and good news for people that um, – turned off the game when we did the shutout. The shutout is off. <laughs> oh, okay. They did kick a field goal. They did kick a field goal. Um, so they are on the board. Nice. But Oh, and they're about to score yeah, again. Oh, baby. Oh, man. We're back. Here we go. <laughs> they're ba- I'm officially back in on this coaching stuff. <laughs> now that we're cutting the um, lead to 31. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I've. I've exhausted what I can say about this team. It, it's it's truly defeating. Um, yeah, where do you go from here? It seems like you, you at least start with a new coaching staff. And, uh, yeah, well, try again. This, is, this right? is what I'll say. The Bears, like, at the end of the day, when you want to just, as we say always, at the end of the day, when you want to evaluate a coaching staff, it you I mean, sure, the quarterback is a huge question mark, but really it's – like how badly do you lose? Can you stick in games? Can you, um, you know, 
then that's kind of why I, I left last offseason optimistic is because we were sticking in games. But it just seems like whatever they were doing last season just completely got figured out and and, and they're moving forward. Yeah, if you're clear. if you're a good coach, you don't get the first overall pick in general. I know last year it was kind of weird. And I would say that that Bears team is one of the best teams I've seen get a first overall pick. Um, but we saw it kind of backfire this offseason. And I just cannot imagine a situation where the Bears have the first overall pick again or a top three pick. What I mean, it doesn't even need to be the first overall, but a top three pick. And you go into it again with the same coaching staff. And then we're going to like, that's why I'm I'm also so on board with just cleaning it up and just like trying again after the season, because like, when is the, when is the cycle of the previous regime drafting the quarterback for the next regime going to stop? You know, if we have the first or second overall pick, yeah, it's got to stop. Like we're obviously Justin Fields is good. We're going to move on from him. And if that's the case, then you need, you just need to finally pull the, I mean, is Unless it's some sort of money thing, George McCaskey, you need to pull the plug early every once in a while. You don't need to see, you don't need to be so conservative and see each coach completely ruin your team before you fire him. You know, maybe Matt Eberflus ends up being a good coach somewhere else. Who knows? Do I care? No, because I don't think we're missing out on a a, a Super Bowl winning coach. Another thing I want to say is sometimes for coaches, for players, whatever. Whatever team they just get drafted with or get their first opportunity with isn't always the right fit for them. I mean, look at Pete Carroll, for instance. He coached for two NFL teams before coming to USC and then going to the Seahawks and then winning a championship there. I'm not even going to say, like, this is, as I said with when Nagy left, like, I'm not going to say this is indicting, but it's clear what's going on here is not working. If, like, somehow, which, I mean, at least on the win-loss side, it's probably possible. But if the Bears actually do something that's very unorthodox for them, fire Matt Eberflus before the end of the season. I want to say even fire him before the trade deadline. How much do you think they clean this out? You know, Is it going to be people that are willing to trade for the best players that they're willing to give it up? I mean, like you do have some players on good contracts. Like Part of the appeal for DJ Moore was his contract. And he would be good for the new new quarterback yeah. if that's the route that you go. But do you trade off other assets, or is this team already so like thinned down to the bone? I, I think you you're like we got we got to keep something. I think you <laughs> have to keep moving forward. I do think there's obviously players like Mooney and 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 Claypool that that are coming up on contract years that you might consider. Maybe even someone like a Jalen Johnson. Um, but like, I, I think the bigger thing Ryan Poles is going to recognize, which I, I do tend to feel like even if Iberflus gets fired, I think we stick with Poles. Um, cause I just think Poles has the, the, the story to sell, you know, like I think that he, especially if this ownership did pick the last coach and, and like, or like at least narrowed it down. Like, I, I think that Poles does have that story to tell. Um, and like, it, it, similar to Ryan Ryan Pace, at least when it came to John Fox, like Ryan Pace made a pretty good argument for himself where he's like, hey, I got all these players. It's the coaching staff. That was the issue that you kind of forced me to take on. Um, and I just can't imagine that Ryan Poles would be okay with putting a young quarterback into the same fire that we put Justin Fields into year two. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear like, you. I don't that. think more would be at risk, but I do think there are players that could be at risk. Cody Whitehair, 
um, Eddie Jackson. Uh, I think there's plenty of players that I could get know. traded, but I, I just don't think we'd see someone like DJ Moore um, or like uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I don't I don't see him gone. Do, do you think about pawning off Yannick and Gakwe to if a you contender? Can, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. If if we're losing this season for like, out for a late round pick, yeah, my I would. I mean, again, Khalil Herbert. I could see him gone. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the options are open at this point. We're looking at a winless team, so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like whatever you can think up in your imagination. Yeah, and then you're also like thinking about, hey, we just committed big money to Cole Komet who, you know, was really liked by this coaching staff, but who knows what type of offense, especially if we hire. I mean, I, I do think that he is at least him and DJ Moore on the bright side are more scheme agnostic players. Like they're just both kind of good in whatever. I mean, Colin Komet good is a little, you know, bright, but it seems like they are both versatile enough that they can play wherever. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I hate that we're at this point and I, I like, I don't, like the image of us just coming on here week three because again it's week three but how do we not feel like i mean once we i feel like once you hit 17 okay the bears did score a touchdown too congratulations justin fields touchdown justin fields completes dj Moore. (laughs) yeah dj Moore. back back with a vengeance we're almost at 100 passing yards for justin fields today which is crazy huge day for this coaching staff and offense. All right, man. I, I say we... Matt Eberflus is going to be like... I saw improvement in the fourth quarter. Right? <laughs> All right, man. I think I think we should kill this thing. Um, All right. Thanks. Let's thank it. you guys for joining us again. Sorry, we don't have good news. Um, I mean, we do have... Uh, if you're looking for the bright side, we have two easier opponents. But... Again, will we likely win against either of them? Probably not. <laughs> Sorry to be the bearer no, of bad news. But again, I, I've made the statement. I'm not going to be picking a win until they win a game. So you you guys can already key into our pregame pod this week, what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to be pretty down pretty bad to not think you have a chance against a team that just got 70 points put up on their defense. But uh when your offense is <laughs> playing this poorly, I, I I don't know if that really matters. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. All right, man. Well, thank you guys again. And as always, bear down. Bear down. <laughs>